Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Now, on a serious note, privacy not being able to have any visitors and feelings of shame and embarrassment are among some of the complaints raised by homeless children uh, living in family hubs, according to a new report. The Ombudsman for Children uh, in the uh, the OCO will later today launch its report, No Place Like Home, detailing the views of 80 children living in the hubs in Dublin, Cork and Limerick. Now, the children obviously go to them. The Ombudsman went to the children. And, of course, children obviously are a good barometer of how people feel. I mean, and I feel so sorry for children in a situation where they would be in temporary accommodation or family hubs. Now, family hubs tend to be better than temporary accommodation because you do have kitchen facilities, although shared. uh, You will have kitchen facilities. You will have rooms. uh, You will have somewhere for families to go. um, And there is privacy in some sense, right? Now... Latest homeless emergency accommodation figures show that there are now 3,784 children living in emergency accommodation in the state, living in hotel rooms or something that wouldn't be considered to be a long-term home. Now, during the consultation process, uh, they asked the children and the parents representing children under the age of five living in the family hubs uh, what they liked, what they found challenging and what would they change about the hubs. While most children did not directly speak about their mental health during the consultation, they did express feelings of sadness, confusion and anger. Rachel, who was 10 years of age, said some days... Uh, I didn't even want to wake up because I didn't want to face this day. I'm tired in school. Some days I just want to sit and not even smile. Uh, for some, which is very sad to hear a 10-year-old say that. And, you know, for some parents who were interviewed, said the experience of living in a family home was completely negative. One mother told the OCO uh, that the only good aspect of living in the family home is that her daughter might not remember the experience. And the Ombudsman also said the report states that the majority of families who live in these family hubs have one room, uh, with an ensuite bathroom, while bigger families will have two rooms with ensuite bathrooms. And um, as I said, they'll use shared k- kitchen facilities with, you know, two or three other families. Due to the fact that so many people are living in qu- close quarters, many children uh, feel sick frequently because obviously there's more chance of them picking up a cough or a cold. A number of children aged between 5 and 12 expressed the overall dislike of the hub and their desire to leave as soon as possible with many attempting to run away. Hannah, who is eight, uh, told the ombudsman that the hub was like a uh, children's jail. She told them that she was extremely worried that her little younger brother, Niall, five well, who had tried to run away from the hub on several occasions, would try to do it again. The five-year-old had even threatened to throw himself out a bedroom window. It's quite bizarre that a five-year-old is trying to throw himself out a bedroom window. But anyway, uh, many reported that excessive noise in the hub is often linked with tensions between families living in the hubs. Now, Chloe was seven, and she told them that the, one of the biggest sources of unhappiness in the hub was uh, noise caused by fighting. She explained that she and her mum tried to make it into a game, uh, trying to guess what uh, the screaming uh, might actually be about. Now, the children generally are aged between five and 12 years of age in some of these hubs, and the only good thing they identified about living in a hub was making friends. In the hubs, uh, there were shared spaces, and they noted that the children seemed to benefit from interacting with other children and making friends. But I want to talk about the situation of hubs and temporary accommodation, and who do you blame for it? Well, I think we can all agree this is not a good situation for children. Probably. Some children will probably get through it okay. Other children would find it difficult. Um, let's leave it aside the adults for a moment, because adults are adults and they can deal with things better. I want to know whose fault it is. Do you blame the government? Or do you blame the parents? I was looking at some of the comments online today. People saying, well, hold on. Why is everybody blaming the state for this, saying this is disgraceful? The state should do something about it. Some people say the government are giving these people a place to stay. And that is the best it can be for the time being. 
However, others say that the government has let people uh, with no choice, or left people with no choice, and has caused this housing crisis, leading to so many families being in hubs and temporary accommodation. On the other hand, some people have pointed the finger at the parents, saying that they should be, should be putting a roof over their own children's heads. They have a responsibility. They brought them into the world. They have a responsibility to their own children. And yes, the government should be there to help and support, but the government should be there to provide everything. And blaming the government was wrong. And that some of these individuals, they believe in social, uh, not in social housing, in temporary accommodation hubs, could well afford the rent, but they just don't do it. And somebody else mentioned, Niall, a lot of the people staying in hubs are not coming from Ireland, they're coming from the other countries around the world. At the moment, that's all we have to offer them. Surely it's better than what they came from. Now, I want to get your thoughts on this today. Who do you blame for this situation? Who do you blame? Do you blame the government? Or do you blame the parents? Do parents in 2019 have no personal responsibility? I'm not saying that you have the money to buy a nice house or to buy something great. But in a lot of cases, not in all, but in a lot of cases where people are in temporary accommodation hubs, they're not working. So surely moving outside of the city, I feel like a broken record saying this, you could get something nicer and have your children in a much happier, more peaceful environment. But they insist on living near in a city. So this is the best the government will offer them for the time being until something better comes along because we just don't have enough housing. And you can go on about all you want that the government needs to build more social housing. Okay, fair enough. But there's no magic wand that's going to do that overnight. So you can shout about that from the rooftops. It doesn't matter. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to clear the eighty or 90,000 people on the housing list, or probably more at this stage, overnight. You can't do it. It's not possible. And even if it was possible, why should we do it? Because we have to have a situation where social housing, for example, um, you know, we have a, a recycling system with social housing. Whereas people move away from it when they better themselves in their lives and other people move into it. So you will never, ever have enough social housing. If you actually had enough social housing for anybody who wanted it, you have too much social housing. Because then when a population might decline a bit, for example, you'll be left with empty houses. Or when, pop- when the recession ends and people do better in life, uh, the social housing will be empty. So you can't build, you can never be in a situation where you will build, have enough social housing for everybody. All right. Um, uh, by the way, can I just give you a little bit of an update as well? We, we spoke to you there going back a while ago about a guy who had texted in and he was going away to Florida. Remember that, the visa? A uh, bit of an update from the guy who had that conviction and needed the visa for his family. He WhatsApped in, uh, WhatsApped us there just now. Um, and I'll read it in a few minutes. All right. So I'll, I'll read that for you in a few minutes. Let me just go to uh, Biba. Biba, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Biba? Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Yeah, Biba, nice to talk to you. Biba, who do you blame for this situation where people are in hubs, social, well, or not social, temporary accommodation? Kids. This is a co- isn't it for kids? We're talking about children. That's the focus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you seem to have your argument well figured out there. I've been listening to you. And no, I don't you're, you're, really. You're, no, but you're right in many ways. You're talking about social housing. But let's stick to the, your, your specific topic is children. So, for example, let's say I have three-bedroom house. And they're not hubs, they're shared houses. Hubs is a kind of a frills, I think. I mean, say if three families moved into my home, it's, it's, I just blame the government if I'm to blame somebody. Because if you look at the housing crisis in our country, and every year it's progressively getting worse. And actually, it's not in our country, it's in all countries, especially across Europe. And it's getting worse in Ireland, and it's not being addressed. It's not being addressed on any level. And you're talking about children living in these shared houses, which you're talking about a five-year-old. 
uh, and an eight-year-old daughter, a girl worried about a five-year-old brother. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, what shocked me, and that was a five-year-old threatening to jump yeah. out a window. Now, yeah, the, Niall, there's more issues the going on there than, the, than just a hope, by the way. But, this, was, is, but this is weird. This is, th- these are what we need to listen to. You've got to listen to the... We've got to listen to the detail. See, I believe um, the government has a plan, doesn't it, for 2040 to bring in a lot of migrants. And there's uproar about that, and a lot of people are for it, and a lot of people are against it. But how can we bring more people into our country when there's thousands or hundreds of homeless children who are sharing houses? I, I'm not going to disagree. With that? That? I, I, I'm not that disagreeing with this. I am absolutely not agreeing with the statement that you just made. You're 100 percent correct. I think the people who think that's acceptable, uh, the liberal left and these polit- lefty lefty politicians who believe that's an acceptable notion to increase the population by bringing in a, a lot of cases unskilled migrants into Ireland is completely a pointless exercise because all it's going to do is make matters worse. But let's. Well, all it's going to do is double and triple and even quadruple the numbers of Irish homeless Irish people. Or even if these people aren't Irish, they're still in our country currently. They happen to be here. But can I just make a suggestion? Like the first, the original story of uh, the human humans in, is in the Bible. It's Adam and Eve. And everything was fine. And then when Eve took a bite of the apple and God came the next day and he said, Adam, where are you? Why are you hiding? And he goes, you know, I'm ashamed because you gave me a woman who made me, you know, bite the apple. So he blames the woman. She made me do it. And he blames God. And if you look at that story, whether you believe it or not, right, 2000 years old. And it talks about the first two human beings blaming, and he blames the woman. Forget about the male and female. It's just one human blaming another. It doesn't solve anything. It's not... No, I'm not saying... It sounds like I'm getting into the blame game. But what it does do is it upsets me that I when I see these stories, and, and yes, the government can do better, can always do better, right? Governments will never be adequate ever, right? But, but, yeah, but it's saying that... all about the EU. Yeah, well, I He's know that. EU. He's an EU fanatic. Absolutely. Forget about right. the Irish people. It's all about the EU. And this country... Is a com- this country no longer exists to the country I knew 20 years ago. Absolutely. But when I read these stories, people, what I kind of say to myself is, my father and mother, you know, we lived in a corporation house in 1963, when around the time I was born, okay? My, so that's my, real Ireland right there. Yeah, yeah my adoptive parents, right? So okay. I, 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 li- I lived there in a council house. It was myself and my sister and my brother, and it was a tiny little house, right? And there was people in our road where I had five kids, six kids, and they lived in three-bedroom houses, right? There was one, yeah. one family had 16 children living in a three bedroom house we managed we all grew up very happy we were fine um, yes times were different but what is it nowadays that we can't seem to do want to do that anymore are we spoiled are parents not taking responsibility for their actions of having children anymore I mean we have to have some personal responsibility for our own the children government, it's the government you can't blame the government for everything how can, you blame, how can you blame the woman of the five year old child because, because what, I, what I have seen, what I've seen right recently, and we've heard it from the head of Dublin City Council, we've heard it from people who are involved in the system, that there are people who are refusing to take houses because they're not where they want them to be. But what, what's the percentage of those? I There's don't know, but what, what I'm saying to you is... Taking the mick. Yeah, always. but hang on. If I was with my family and I was unemployed, and the majority, yeah. the majority, not all, but the majority of people in temporary accommodation are unemployed, right? 
and I was in that situation. Say I was a mum with two kids. Say I was a mum and dad with three kids. And, I, and we'd no job. We'd no income. We had no way of actually renting our own place or buying, or getting our own mortgage. And we were relying on the Bad state to provide. situation to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would move out of Dublin. I'd be I'd gone. I'd go anywhere. Absolutely. Anywhere, I would go anywhere to put a decent anywhere. roof over my kids. But that's not the way it is. There's a well, sense. How many of those are but there's there? a sense they of entitlement has risen. The entitlement. See, that's, that, that's again, it's, our culture has evolved into that. And it's not just Ireland, it's just the worldwide. It's a sense of entitlement. I, I, think, Ar- I think Ireland has it, has it bad, this sense we of entitlement. We bad on every level. And especially the housing. I don't really, it's the kids. It's the eight-year-old that's concerned for the five-year-old. I, I don't. I mean, when I say I don't care about the parents, you know, they're adults; they can deal with life, right? And but, it's but hard I, for them too. Right? I'm talking, I, absolutely, but I'm talking about kids. I worry about kids. I don't want to see a kid brought up, you know, in a hotel room. I mean, that's Niall. That, can you know, I, if someone rejects the house, they should be taken off the housing list. Well, why don't they do that? Yeah, but why don't exactly? Why, why don't, don't, why they, don't do they say, listen, you know, Mary and Jack and your two kids, we have a lovely house out here for you in Port Leash. Exactly. Yeah, no, there you go. T- three bedroom house. Lovely. It's a nice little community. Forget Off about you go. It. Your mother's going to have to visit you. Yeah, but they but they won't do that. There's nobody has the balls to do that. Okay, so it's it's equal then, isn't it? The blame's equal. Mm. Well, but think, what about the genuine, genuine people who who really absolutely. don't care where they live and they're sharing these houses? And listen, I'm, my first alarm bell is the predators that are living in these houses. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much darkness in these in this environment for predatorial activity. That's, for me, that I'd be very concerned about that. And Of course, I you don't want to be living with strangers. People. Yeah. You don't want to live with strangers. But they can't go into hostels anymore because uh, the drugs and the prostitution yeah. and the trafficking, sex trafficking, is phenomenal in these places. Uh, no, the last place you want to bring a child is into a hostel in Ireland. Place. So yeah. we're in a dire situation. And the only thing the governments, the unelected governments of this country care about is the European Union. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Seamus. Seamus, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Seamus? How are you doing? Now? Long time no hear. Right? Well, nice to hear you, Seamus. And it does kind of sound like the blame game here today, right? And, and, and maybe I've worded the question wrong, but what I am concerned about children... But it upsets me when I read these stories that I'm saying, you know, you've got parents bringing children into the world who seem to don't want to take any responsibility. I disagree with you. Okay. Um, as I, I kind of, I'm inclined to agree with everything that lady says. Back in the, the 70s, you were saying there that um, you knew houses where there was, what, 16, 17 year old kids and, never, and there was never any problems. 16 kids in a three bedroom house, yeah. Yeah. Well, They'd never go short of company or playing games because there were 16 of them. It's yeah, and they were raising each every, other, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's different every generation. If this is, like, I'm dealing with people and families for the last 15 years, and the way I see it is that if the government builds a housing estate for families, they are obligated to actually provide the services that these families need. No if, no buts. I, I know. I don't buy that. They're obligated to give them a home. No, not, not not you know somebody turned around and said, oh, "I want one for four bedrooms because I've got three children." No, I I'm don't sorry. Mean that way. I don't you, mean three, that. Way. You put two of them in one room, please. What I'm saying is playgrounds, um, creches, dentals uh, for kids, and uh, the models. Provide all them and let the parents then take over. 
But we can, you shame yourself to be realistic about this, okay? But there's 4.7 million people in this country. I'm not too sure how many are actually working and how much tax is paid into this country. Probably somewhere around 40 billion. Realistically, we don't have the money to do that. No. We have to rely on people themselves and communities to get involved, to give kids stuff to do, to set up clubs, to get involved in raising money for playgrounds or whatever it is as well, in areas that might not have them. And when I look at areas, for example, in Dublin that would have probably higher public order problems, lower socioeconomic backgrounds, etc., etc., they have more playgrounds than anywhere else but to, right. to kind of try and occupy the children. Right. No. So I, I don't know, I don't buy the argument, Seamus, that we have to provide everything for every citizen that needs it. That's absolute and utter bullshit. If you want stuff, you go out and buy it. You get a job. Right. Now, I want to go to your second point, and that lady kind of agreed with you, that people are off opposers in areas and they refuse to take them. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story about that. I was living in Annerley Grove, what, 25 years ago? And I was only after coming out of prison. And I wanted to settle down. I didn't want uh, the, my kids seeing the girls coming to my door anymore or getting into trouble. So I went into the city hall. And this is, my wife went in with me. And I sat down with a guy in there called Chambers. And I said, look, I've had enough. Can you please put me somewhere where I won't get into some nice area? And I was told, F off out of the office. Mm-hmm. So... I can understand some families refusing a place in a certain area if he's trying to stay out of trouble or off drugs yeah, or but okay, and you're right. There are areas, obviously, we all know this. We're not stupid. We're not being naive and politically correct. There are areas where your kids are more likely to mix with the wrong children and get into trouble. But that's up to you. I personally believe that's up to you as a parent, as a father, as a mother, just to go out and work a bit harder and provide for your children. We don't have a right to anything. No, we don't. You have a right to live. You have a right to the basic provisions. You have a right to water. If Yeah, we go down that route if you want to. You have a right to the basic provisions of food. Nobody's going to die of hunger in this country. And if they do, it's true neglect. Okay, I've got, I got to take a break. Stay there for a second. Let me go to... Uh, after the break, I want to come to Liz as well. Stay there, BB, if you can. Uh, keep texting. Uh, the number is 0871880089. Now you've glossed across uh, the elephant in the room very quickly there when BB mentioned it. Or Biba, sorry, mentioned it. Um, so I don't know why I'm talking BB. I was thinking of BB Baskin. Uh, when Biba mentioned it in relation to foreign nationals coming into the country. I didn't gloss across it. I actually mentioned it in the opening. I'm not suggesting it's not an elephant in the room. Of course it's an elephant in the room. We have a lot more people living in this country now. We have a lot, we've, a lot more people have come to this country, many of whom are unskilled. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I believe, personally, there should be a moratorium in this country on people coming to Ireland unless they're coming uh, through the legitimate routes, i.e. they have a visa, other skilled workers. We can accept a certain amount of unskilled workers to work, for example, in construction, etc., like that, but, uh, and in the hospitality industry. But in relation to... Migrants coming into this country, I believe there should be a moratorium put on it or some sort of fast track system. You heard Peter Casey talk about it yesterday. I completely agree with him. I'm not suggesting that we don't look after people on humanitarian grounds. Absolutely, we should. But I think we've been taken for a bit of a ride in this country. And at the moment in this country, as you well know, we have a housing list, many of whom people on on that housing list are not Irish. It's not, I'm not afraid to say that in case you think I am. And uh, we have a problem that we can't provide enough housing for the people who are living here and we're allowing more and more people to come in. Uh, Liz, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Liz? Hi, you know. Good. Do parents have a personal responsibility? Mainly, yeah. I, th- I think there's a fault on both parts. I think the fact that the government don't put 
anything into building council housing these days is a big problem. But the major problem is that most parents these days, the ones that are in these situations, don't take any personal responsibility. They all look at, I'm entitled to a house and I'm willing to wait in the worst circumstances that I'm well, it's well, well, it's well known that Dublin City Council have come out and said that people are purposely putting themselves into there's that circumstance. And, and an awful lot of them are, I'm not saying all, but there's an, a, a large percentage of people mm. in there that are willing to just put up with that, that are willing to live in them circumstances just until the council give them a house quicker than what they would if they waited on the list. Biba, that's a, that's a fair point. It's one that's been said by Conor Skeen, that people were gaming the system. It was also said by Dublin City Council that people were purposely making themselves homeless and going into temporary accommodation to basically jump the way up the list. Sorry, Biba? So what, sorry, what you're asking me, what do I think of that? Yeah, I mean, do you, do you believe that's happening as well? That people, you know, that these parents purposely, some, not all, are putting, purposely putting themselves in those situations to get themselves put up the list? Well, my brother actually, that's his, he, he and I differ very much on our beliefs and he, that's his, he totally believes that. And I believe that definitely there's so many corrupt people. I think that probably the corruption of the government is paramount equal to the corruption of the people. I'm, no, I'm, I think, well, I think they're two different issues, and I agree with, with you on both. By the way, I believe the corruption in government is outrageous and disgusting. Uh, overpaying TDs who sit in their holes and do nothing all day, I think, is outrageous and disgusting. Denial. Absolutely, but I, <laughs> but but what I'm saying to you is, I equally think you know, two wrongs don't make a right. You no, know, they I, don't. So I, what do I, we do there? But what what do you do when you've got? And you know, I had somebody on the show there not so long ago who's uh, knows a girl who was living with her mother, she was pregnant, she had a baby, she got a council house, she moved back into her mother's house with the baby and rented the house out on Airbnb. Wow. You know, and those kind of stories... Why did, but, but why, why, there's a lot why of those it, stories. Why do people do those things? Because, you know why? Because, because can. rents exceed wages in this country. Commercial rents for your own business, for example, and also residential rents. People are house-sharing now because they have to. I'm oh, not I know. talking about I know. these hubs. Yeah, because the rent in this country—that's the actual issue. Niall, is the is the how much money property is in this country now? No, like, I have, in this county. It would yeah, be particularly in this county. The rent yes, in this county, there's an awful it's, lot of people who are living in hubs, unwilling to move out of Dublin. Now, if you're so upset and depressed, and your children are going through all this living in a hub, I'm sorry, but there's like you're not that desperate if you won't move outside of this county. There's plenty of places where you can get cheaper rent. So I agree with you absolutely 100%, but we're not going to solve this problem by blaming everybody. We need to address the problem. But then why should why, we just blame but, the government? But the no, government but why, aren't the only, aren't the only ones at fault. So do, let's not like, blame anybody. Let's take blame off the table and say, why are the rents so high? Well, I think Liz is on the money there. The reason the rents are so high is because supply and demand. Everybody wants to live in the same place. Exactly. So... The rents are going to increase, but the thing is, if you're unwilling to move outside of Dublin, you're going to have to put up with the circumstances you're putting yourself in. And an awful lot of these parents are putting themselves in that circumstance just so that they can get a council house quicker. And at the end of the day, there just isn't any council houses. Because the government aren't building them, and that's where I see the fault with the government. And, and, I, and I've, said, I've said this before. Yeah, sorry, Liz, thank you for that. I, and I've said this before at Biba on the air, that you've got a situation where you've thousands of people living in Dublin City, right in the city centre, in the heart of the city, between the canals, as they call it. Where the right? jobs are. Okay, yeah. uh, and many of them, I when I say thousands of people, many of these thousands of people are living in council housing between the two canals who don't actually work. Wow. Well. 
That's not conducive to a good city. So what we need to do... Now, I'm not suggesting to you we're knocking on the doors and kicking them out. But we need, we need to change this in a generation, slowly but surely. Whereby, yeah. you know, these houses are then rented privately instead of the state giving them out of social housing. And people who are in the city who don't need to be in the city are moved out of the city. And people who want to work in the city should be offered accommodation to rent privately, you know, at a decent rate, but not obviously a rip-off, to live in the city. That's the way most cities operate. You don't have people living in the centre of a city on so- in social housing. It's just not feasible to do. You can't do that. Well, not anymore. No. And what we're, we're, st- but we're still doing it. We're still doing it. Dublin is getting bigger and bigger. As you know, Dublin practically goes out to Balbriggan and Kildare now. So Dublin is getting bigger and bigger all the time. But listen, I have, in my business, there's two girls who work for me and they both have to travel an hour and a half a day to get in to work. And uh, it takes them, so that's three hours a day traveling. And then there's another lady who got an accommodation and she's paying 900 euros for one bed, single bedroom in a house. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. Uh, yeah. One single bedroom in a house in, I think it's in Carrick Mines, and near yeah. the Lewis. And, you know, she has to have that because she has to be able to get into work quickly because she works six days a week, you know. And uh, it's just unbelievable. It's actually just unbelievable. Uh, somebody sent a message. It's not, uh, there was a woman on the news not so long ago who'd been given her own home in Dundrum. No job, no nothing. She's given a free home in one of the most high-demand, high-price uh, high areas. It's absolute and utter madness. Well, it is madness. That is madness. And I remember, uh, again, last year, we had a woman on her daughter and son, or daughter and son-in-law, wanted to buy a house in Coolock, um, in a particular area in Coolock. And uh, they went down to look at the show houses. There were €460 Euro for these four-bedroom houses, beautiful houses. There was like 10 of them in a row. Uh, they couldn't get the money from the bank. They wouldn't give them the loan. They didn't have enough in their deposit. They only had twenty six or 27000 They needed more. And uh, they were devastated. Uh, only to find out that three weeks later, the social welfare had taken over the whole block of whatever it was, eight, eight houses, and basically gave them away social housing. I mean, that is devastating for young people who are saving hard to watch somebody else just being handed it for nothing. It's bizarre. Uh, keep texting, uh, keep WhatsApp. I'm not saying, by the way, those people shouldn't get a house. Of course they should. Nobody should be out on the streets. But not in the middle of Kulak, in the middle of a city. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you have the money, you should be able to benefit from having that money or for working hard. What's the point in working, if this is the case? Let me go to Pat Patcher on Classic Hits. I'm getting annoyed. Pat, how are you? Good, no, Niall. I'm thinking of tackling in the job altogether. I'm going back yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get frustrated because people yeah. maybe think I'm, I'm saying something bad here, but I'm not. I'm trying to make sense of the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, as you said, parents are a lot to do with it. Like, like me, personally, you're on there about children and stuff. Like, you know, I walk away most of the week. Like, so I'm away maybe Sunday to Friday, like, you know, or, or Monday to Saturday, like, and Mm-hmm. Most nights, I, most nights, I obviously speak to the kids and stuff like, and they're they're upset that you're not going away. Like, so what kind of a scare is that going to put on them? Like, you know, and you know, you mentioned there about you know, wants the kids in harm's way or anything like that. Like, you know, of course, but, um, yeah. But where the mother, or the father, where's their like? I used to walk away to provide for my family, like, you know, and I choose to do that. Obviously, like, you know, I could. Yeah, I remember when my kids were young. I, I I took extra gigs. I was working in nightclubs and bars, and I you know I, I didn't get to see them as maybe as much as I wanted to because I had to work that bit harder to afford the mortgage. And but it just I had to do it. Yeah, you have to do it, like. And but I, well, I look. I'm not going to speak about Dublin. I'm from the other side of the country. But like, there's people that aren't doing that and that have a better lifestyle. 
a better stuff in their house than I have, like. Do you know, and um, the government, the thing about the government is, <laughs> we'll vote them in again the next time around. Like, you know, <laughs> this like. is probably true. I mean, Biba, I mean, that's a fair point Biba Pat makes there. You know, when he looks around him, he's working hard, working his guts out to provide for his family and his kids. And there's people, you know, on social welfare who have a better lifestyle than he has. Well, I think Biba's gone there, is she? Sorry, I apologise for that. Uh, Biba, are you there? Oh, she's gone. She's disappeared. I mean, Liz, sorry. Uh, Liz, in relation to what Pat said about people having a better lifestyle on social welfare, do you think that's a myth? No, I don't think it's a myth because I even say it myself, like... I live at home, mostly because I can't afford to live And I work mm. full time. And it's the same kind of thing. Like, I'm from Ballymun, so I see it all the time. I mean, that's one of the areas where you see a lot of it. And you live in a very noisy house, with the sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Playing your music in the background while you're listening to me as well. Uh, I'm in work. That's the... One of the lads. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, yeah, he's a, he has good, good taste in music. Zena, let me go to Jimmy before I wrap this up as well. Jimmy, you're our classic kids. Go ahead, Jimmy. How are you, Noel? I'm just asking a question here, and I, I can't, I can't get, seem to get answers from anybody. Um, I'm an electrician. I'm an electrician now 11 years. I have four children. Right? I'm renting a house at the moment for €2,400 a month. That's madness, isn't it? Well, here we go. Right now, my kid, my eldest kid is eighteen and is going to college ne- in next year. Please God, that's another bill. And um, I'm working mixers as much as I can, as, as many as I can. But that's the only way I can manage. Now I've gone to Dublin City County Council for a house, and they told me that I'm earning too much money as so I should be able to buy one. So I went to the bank and I told the bank and I gave them my four years' wage slips to hold up, and I said, um, I can't get the money for a mortgage, but I can afford to pay you two thousand four hundred a month. I see. I don't understand how banks operate in relation to how they give credit. So, if you've got a track record of paying two and a half grand nearly a month in rent, I have. Yeah, surely that's enough for a bank. Surely that's enough for a bank to look at and say, no, "Well, if he can." Said if I had an eighty thousand pound deposit, he'd give me five hundred thousand. And why do you want five hundred thousand? To buy a house, a four bedroom house or a three bedroom house, because that's what they're costing now on the south side of Dublin. And. Does your job require you to have to be on the south side of Dublin? Like, I mean, what I'm saying to you is... No, it doesn't, no. no. I mean, I mean, Jimmy, I suppose the point is, you know, I, I, when I was... I don't know how old you are. I'm kind of guessing you're a bit... Maybe, all right, a bit younger than me. Well, okay. Well, when, when I was younger and I got married first and we were having kids, you know, I wanted to live in certain places, but I couldn't afford it. So I just had to cut my cloth and I bought somewhere cheaper at the time, right? Now, mind you, at the time, I don't want to make you sick, but houses were 50 grand, right? Well, the way so, it is, Noel, you see, you can't buy a place cheaper because you can't get the mortgage. Yeah, but if you if you were to, say, uh, move over to, well, you, if you want to stay in the south side, you'd have to go towards Blessington. Well, not necessarily. As you said, Trulock, it's still around 400,000. No, no, but no, I'm talking about moving out of the city. I'm talking about Balbriggan, uh, you know, out towards Blessington, Kildare, um, out to Maynooth. Well, unfortunately, the way that the age of the children is, mm. you're upsetting their lives as well. It's, it's not that I want to live anywhere. But, you, you, but your kids will get over it. I know you think it's tough. How old are your kids, by the way? Uh, the eldest is 18. All right, okay. Well, that's she's going to be leaving the nest, or he's going to be leaving the nest soon anyway, right? Um, but the other ones are obviously are younger. I mean, with him leaving the nest, it's still not going to lord or rent. No, no, not at all. But what I'm saying is, I just think that your expectations of, of you, the expectations of you, not by your family, by yourself, are too high. You're, you, I mean, you, if you can't afford a house for 500,000, you can't afford a house for 500,000. You just have to look for something that doesn't cost you 500 grand. Well, I wouldn't mind looking for something that costs... 
300 grand if it was livable. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But you so will. I, I mean, if you moved uh, if you moved outside the city, I know it's a bit of a trek in and out because you've got to go into work and everything else, and there is a sacrifice you made there. But, I mean, 350 grand, right, would get you a four-bedroom house outside of the city. Might not be exactly what you want, but it will get you out. You're not going to get a four-bedroom house in Dublin for for three hundred fifty thousand. You're right. You probably have to pay about five hundred thousand anywhere close to Dublin. Well, I'm not talking about even in the city centre or anything like mm. that. Yeah. Anywhere near there. Mm. But what, what I am saying is, if if a person can pay two thousand four hundred or two thousand five hundred a month, why? can't the banks trust them to pay the banks? And I agree with you. No, I, no, I, I do agree with you. You can clearly afford it. Well, I blame the government for this. But see, you know, well, but, a, but the banks, the banks, see, but the banks are overcautious, Jimmy. They don't want it to get into a situation that they were in, in two thousand five, where they say, right, Jimmy can just about afford two and a half grand, and let's give him a mortgage. And if the interest rates suddenly go up, which is quite possible in the next ten years, the interest rates will go up by one or two percent. All of a sudden, your two and a half grand is three grand. You know what I mean? So they have to stress the, test it. The rent is going to go up that anyway. Once these, once these I, I don't, I don't think so. I think rent is starting to come back down again. I, I don't think rent will go up much higher than it is at the moment. That's just a prediction that I've heard recently from economists. It won't go up any higher than it is. It's, it's actually peaking now. Well, it can't. It can't. And what? And what are you renting at the moment? You're renting a four bedroom house, are you? I'm renting a four bedroom. If it's the only one I could get. Yeah. I couldn't get a three bedroom. I would have jumped on a three bedroom. Well, yeah, I tell you, if you're renting a four-bedroom house in, in the south side of Dublin, you're actually getting a good deal of two and a half grand at the moment. Well, it's it's out past the south side. It's nearly in the Wicklow area. Yeah. You know? But mm. I, I, it was the only thing I could get. Yeah, I, did, I think you're going to struggle to get 500,000 from a bank. Well, I, I'm after struggling so much that... I, but I, I, I can't get 500,000 off the bank. They won't give me a penny because I haven't got 80 grand in the bank. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. Well, you have to have the deposits, you know what I mean? And you need, well, what's it nowadays? Is 20%, is it? 10, 20% deposit, yeah, yeah. which is 80,000 euro, yeah. And the councils won't let me put my name on the housing list because I'm earning too much. Yeah, I know. You're, well, in, a, you're in a cash 22, but my, my only thinking on it is, and I'm not having a go with you, Jimmy, fair play to you. You're a hard-working man, right? And you sound like... Is that, the, is that the whole thing? Here? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you move down the country. You just have to move slightly out a bit further, that's all. If you, if you want what you want, which is a nice four-bedroom house... No, I'm not, you, don't, you don't have to go down the country. Well, it seems to be the only, the only answer. To I mean, you, well, they, I, they, I mean, could you raise, I mean, do they, the thing of it is, can you raise, like, the, the deposit for a house, for, say, for 350 Which would be... I can't save anything at the moment. I'm trying to pay oh, college right. fees and everything. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're in a cash 22 then, aren't you? Yeah. And I, no, I understand the situation you're in, and it's a very difficult situation, and I don't, I don't have an answer for you, Jimmy. Because there is no answer, apart from getting a 100% mortgage. And they, they don't do them anymore. Oh, I know. Sure. They I did do them. Everywhere. Yeah, they, they were doing everywhere. them around 2003. Sure, that's what happened to the country, wasn't it? Everybody was borrowing money they couldn't afford. But this, this is what you were saying earlier on in the show about bringing in foreign people and all this. Mm. I mean, they jump onto the housing list. I mean, they, they don't just walk in and go into caravans, you know? I know, it's frustrating. And yet, the people that's living in this country paying their taxes every week, the whole lot, can't even get their names on housing lists. No, I no, I appreciate what you're saying, Jimmy. And look, and Jimmy, I do wish you well. I hope you, I really do hope you get what you want because you sound like you have a dream there. I hope you get what you want, but maybe you probably have to kind of lower your expectations just a little bit for the time being, and maybe work your way back up again or something. I don't know. 
Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.